0: A copper and a good shinwag. The story has real-life stories to inspire and make you smile. Weekdays on Vision and on demand in the app.
1: Life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, as you know, we have been giving some attention to the conversion therapy laws that are before the Victorian Parliament, and so this law that Victorians are going to be intensely interested in is seeking to outlaw parental, therapeutic or religious discussions on issues of sexuality and gender. And we should see those things as a threat to our democratic freedoms and very, very big challenging issues that are ahead of us in Australia. Well, let's get some thoughts on what's been happening in Victoria from someone who is a Victorian citizen, very concerned about the way things are progressing. Vicki Jansen is in Victoria. She's an author, a Christian advocate for freedoms. And Vicky, welcome along to 2020.
0: Thanks very much, Neil. Good to be with you.
1: Nicky, you've been mixing with, rubbing shoulders with, uh, sharing coffee with people and picking up the ordinary thoughts of Victorians on this conversion therapy bill that will actually criminalise Christian prayer and uh, put parents in jail if they try to look after the sexuality of their young children. What sort of things have you been feeling and hearing in the conversations around typical ordinary Victorians?
0: Well, thanks, Neil. Look, that that is the thing, really. A, a great many are, are completely unaware of of this whole, you know, this this legislation of what it means. Of you know, and when it is actually circulated amongst a lot of people, they can't actually believe it. They think it's just fake news because they think, well, how ridiculous! No government would would ban prayer. I had a very distraught. Um, Lady from the Iraqi community, and you've got to remember the Iraqis. I mean, I know a number of people from these minority groups that have fled religious persecution, come to Australia for religious freedom. And um, she, this particular lady, rang up and said to me, "Vicky, is it true? Is it true that it can't be true? How could this happen in Australia that you could, you know, they could ban a prayer?" And, uh, you know, of course it's a specific prayer, but uh, where where will it stop? You know, you're not, if somebody comes to seek prayer for gender confusion, apparently it becomes now criminal to respond and to offer prayer. Um, you know, so I think disbelief is the first thing that I would say. There's been generally uh, a general ignorance because very little gets to The average person, Uh, COVID certainly has been the big thing here, of course, everywhere. But, you know, especially in the shutdown in Victoria, it's been so tight that everyone was looking for the next announcement and the next announcement. But, um, you know, this has pretty well gone under the radar. And then when people do see it, it's disbelief and then shock that it could actually be true.
1: Vicky, when you say under the radar, now this is an important issue here because when people are consuming media these days, things are so polarised and you can be in your own little bubble and only hear the things that you think are nice and the things that you want to hear on your side of politics What sort of feeling do you get about the reporting of this particular issue around conversion therapy? Has it even been prominent in the media? Where have you picked up your detail, given that you're in Victoria?
0: Right. Well, um, I'm fortunately connected to, because of past political associations, connected to a few organisations where I still get the emails, which leads me to the fact that most people don't get that. Um, and uh, and then you you're out looking for it. So you know, for example, you've had um, you know uh, people like Nick Catter and and, um, and there's a couple of people that have certainly had the odd article in the paper. But I guess most most people, how many people are reading through uh, newspapers? It's not making headlines news. It's hardly you know if you watch the drum or any of those. Things I don't know that many, you know, if you do hear anything, it's completely on the, um, you know, we need uh, on, on the uh, promotion of gender identity side of things. If I don't like to put things on sides, but there's no air or no debate or no consideration, I should say, because, you know, about um, the harm argument to children who are actually going through Um, a a really difficult time in their life, many having underlying issues and uh, nobody's giving air to the fact that, um, you know, there's a large percentage with autism that, you know, these underlying issues could be uh, certainly a factor in their dysphoria that, you know, by by just dealing with dysphoria, you're not really dealing with the core issue and you can be irreversibly... Impacting a child's life, you know, all sorts of irreversible treatments, uh, hormone therapies, and so forth. So when nobody's getting the, you know, it's a very simple soundbite, if anything, but when no one's really getting the depths of what this really means. Um, and to give you an example, uh, there was an article by a parent who, who said she. You know, she said sort of—you've almost got to come out and say I'm not on the right side of politics, you know—to <laughs> even get in the paper. Um, the only sort of Sky News, you know, will air these things um, and interviewed John Anderson on this topic after the Canberra bill passed, but um, that sort of it didn't make it into mainstream media. Um, but this lady, uh, she she published in the Sydney Morning Herald. They didn't even publish it in Victoria. Simply because um, there had been somebody who had been, I think, gone missing. A trans person had gone missing, and they thought it was, you know, insensitive to have this woman's story in the paper in Victoria. So that's the level of censorship. And uh, this woman's daughter um, was, uh, you know, gender had g- gender dysphoria and was wanting to have hormone blockers and. And her mother was very concerned about this. Uh, she she was very concerned there was underlying things that her child had never, never um, been uh, displaying any gender confusion prior, that she'd been on social media a lot. A lot of people are saying that, you know, it, it seems to be impacted as a, like a social contagion, a social media thing that is influencing young people. So, you know... When she was published anonymously in the paper, on social media there was so much criticism that anybody should publish such a thing and, you know, publish this side of this, publish this transphobic story. And there was absolutely nothing but concern for her daughter in the story, and it was still considered transphobic.
1: Wow. So this is... As you yeah. say, it, there's a censorship, and who is enforcing the censorship? It's, uh, there's a sort of a spirit of the age at work, and yeah. it's as though media are afraid to report some facts on this issue. And I'll tell you what the media is not afraid to report that I've been noticing, and that is they're not afraid to report the weather. And the uh, the weather that we used to hear at the end of the news bulletin has been elevated to the headlines of the news bulletin, even when it's not all that bad. And so the weather has the become very important, but when we talk about this issue and when we discuss this idea of this bill that we're talking about around conversion therapy, a bill that could put parents in jail because they are caring about their children's sexuality or put people in jail because they pray in their local church, uh, this has become the sort of thing where people are afraid to talk about it and people are not even hearing about it. You describe it as the biggest threat to our democratic freedoms in Australia's entire legislative history and it's not even in the news.
0: No, exactly right. Um, But I I still think, I mean, it is, this is the biggest thing and that is our children's future, I believe, is to inherit a place with democratic freedoms. But some of these children, the risk to them, you know, uh, you know the I keep thinking of you know turn the hearts of the fathers and mothers to the children what this is actually doing and we're not you know we're not even looking around the world I mean you have the us um, federal appellate court has struck down um, similar bills recently in three states you've got the UK that had a major case Tavistock case um, versus Keira Bell, a 23 year old that had the um, you know went to this uh, this gender clinic, and uh, ended up taking them to court because uh, she said, I shouldn't have been able to to go through this transition. I was just a child. And the court concluded in the UK just recently that children under 16 are unlikely to be mature enough to give informed consent, that puberty blockers are just experimental treatment. I mean, they're terribly dangerous, which I highlight on my um, website there. I've got an article on conversion therapy. But um, also, Queensland Council for Choices in Healthcare is actually recommending psychological and psychiatric support for school-level children, and here we are in Victoria banning it. We're banning any counselling, any support of this sort. We only are sticking with a policy of affirmation. You know, as if children uh, have got it all together and they've got their destiny sorted out and know exactly what's going on in this very complex world. It is just tragic.
1: Vicky, you mix with a very multicultural set. And uh, yes. this we've known from uh, the interactions that you've had over the years now with uh, talking about various different cultures within Australia. And there is a certain sense here which a lot of people come to Australia, they migrate to here and they know what it's like when there is a rising authoritarianism and even persecution for people who have a faith. And so they've come to Australia, there's somehow or other a lot of people not understanding some of the things that we seem to be moving towards. What are your thoughts around the wisdom that can come from our migrant community? Yes,
0: well, I mean, this is actually part of the contradiction of the Victorian Labor government is that they are always brooking their multicultural credentials. And yet the multicultural communities um, that do come here, many, as you say, have fled persecution, terror, and have come for a safe you know, life of freedom of, you know, freedom of religion, freedom of practice. And uh, they're, they're absolutely terrified. They're normally... Uh, you know, socially conservative groups. That is, you know, I, I'm making a stereotype, but generally speaking, they've come from a faith community, they're socially conservative, they've fled, uh, this, and what's very precious to them is their, their prayer, their, their church community, that's their safe space that we keep talking about. That's, that's what they build their life around, and they've come here to live that peaceful, quiet, faithful life and uh, they are ex- they just cannot believe it and you know they they just you know they're just in disbelief I don't know how else to say it and in shock and horror that how could it just seems so wrong how could our we not be able to pay for our children how could we not be able to you know even take your child out from the state and you know to another place I think I read in the Canberra Oh, look, I'd have to check the details but it was in one of the um, the bills that uh, you, you couldn't even take your child to another state for counselling because that would be breaking the law. Um, you know, we're talking about, as I say, children who have a high uh, percentage of them have other mental health issues like, you know, autism, on, on, somewhere on the autism spectrum and a, a number of other things. And uh, we have, you know, all this concern around women and, and girls and yet... Um, I think it's 82% now of those who, who are identifying as um, trans are actually born and you know, adolescents are actually born female. So the, the, the um, sort of the trajectory for them would be hormone blockers, uh, double mastectomies, terrible invasive surgery, life-changing drugs that you know retard your thinking, your feeling, your behaviour how could we even you know it's it's just too much for them to comprehend and and it's too much for us either you know nobody can really believe that it's true
1: and this is the big challenge and i know that your motive even in having this conversation today is to start some more community conversations about this so that people are aware of what's going on in victoria because no one wins in all of this as you say parents lose uh, girls in particular lose Uh, you've got churches and people who pray lose but even the lgbt community they're locked into something that makes them even potentially in this the biggest losers of all and it's being driven by some ideological thrust here which uh, is going to be very bad news for victoria and for all of australia there are going to be yeah. people who are going to say, I'd love to be able to connect with Vicki Jansen. And Vicky, if I give your website, there's a way that people can connect with you by an email. Let me give your website, vickyjansen.com.au vickyjansen.com.au Vicky is an author yeah. and a Christian yeah. advocate for freedoms. Vicki, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020.
0: That's my pleasure. Thanks very much for having me, Neil.